number two of the show here on your Friday. Matt and Patrick here. Uh, I got dancing to do a little bit later on, but right now I have got our expert in COVID modeling as well as disease modeling as well. He's smart. It's Dr. Joe Eastman. He's worked for NASA. He's worked with Colorado State University, the LTER. Uh, he's part of COVID modeling teams. What's the, what's the world organization that you're now uh, you know, squawking with? Yeah, it's uh, called the World Health Network, and uh, we're doing a lot of good things right now. Beautiful. So I'm excited. Uh, World Health Network, which they're glad they, he has him as a starting point guard there. And uh, as well, speaking of point guards, uh, he's also going to be our t- Timberwolves expert. And I will touch on the Timberwolves <laughs> with you at the end of this here because you, you, you have been excited about this T-Wolves team. Oh, boy, am I ever. And uh, we're not even playing that great, and we're still winning right now. <laughs> uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to all that here in, in a little bit. I, I, okay, so I want to start off with observations because I think one of the things that's such basic science but I I paid attention when I went down to South Carolina this last weekend and um it's it's I did look at the notifications and it did say that of the three-headed monster the covid the flu and this respiratory thing that's going around that the southeastern United States and the southern states were getting hit the hardest at the time I went down there when we went down, we wore masks the entire time. And in the second we got in the airport till the second we got out of an airport, the final airport, we wore our masks. So the entire time on the plane and everything like that. Um, it was – when I was down in South Carolina, it wasn't that bad because we were like out on a beach. And so it wasn't really a lot of people. But particularly in the airports, Dr. Joe, when I was in the airports at Charleston, mainly at Charlotte, which is a huge hub for American Airlines, uh, and MSP – the and on the planes, there was an undeniably uncomfortable level of coughing that was going on out there. And <laughs> I'm going to say this: I think my wife, my child, and myself—maybe there was a total of six people who were wearing a mask on that entire plane. People were looking at us like we were crazy to wear a mask, but yeah, it's undeniable that there was a lot of coughing going on. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Um... What we're seeing right now is also the result of uh, repeated uh, COVID infections uh, having a toll on our immune system and opening up a gateway to what we call co-infections or just uh, other other types of infections from, uh, you know, RSV and influenza, but also like strep levels are going crazy in a lot of places and uh, it's, it's, you know, all of a sudden young people are being diagnosed with cancer at an alarming rate. And uh, all these people, all these doctors are going, we have no idea what's going on. And they're like, duh, <laughs> come on, wake up, guys. Well, uh, let's, let's, can we, can you, can we, let, let's stop really quick here. What do you mean a lot of kids are starting to get diagnosed with cancer? I mean, I trust you. You're, 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 you're very smart. You, you know your facts. Can you elaborate what, what, what there's been a spike in youth cancer cases? Yeah, it, 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 unfortunately, yes. Uh, and uh, it has has to do with the, the virus actually just triggering kind of latent um, genetic expressions that lead to, to cancer growth. Um, that's what the hypothesis is right now. So, um yeah. Uh, in fact, I'll send you that article later. At, Please uh, do. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole idea of these is uh, a gateway of because our immune systems have become so weakened. It's 
it's incredible. And I, I'm glad you didn't catch anything in the, the airport because I've been watching the uh, airport sequences come in through a thing called GISAID where they, they upload sequences of data from all over the world uh, of the different variants floating around. And GN1 is really on a climb right now, of course. Uh, it's 85% of this country is infected with that. Or, I mean, uh, that's the most prevalent uh, variant that's infecting people. Um, but anyways, the, I've watched the airports now for almost two months, and my gosh, they, they screen people coming in internationally, and and a lot of them are showing these uh, different JN1 variants that weren't here before. Um, we're basically letting them in through uh, the back door, <laughs> and uh, you'll see other variants probably take over here um, after JN1 runs its course. Okay, so if we can, let's let's talk a little bit about that because I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that if you came into a country and you tested positive for COVID, guess what? You're you know, we're going to put you in a hotel. You're going to stay there for till you, you you you're not testing positive anymore. It's the way the most of the world has done it. I've had friends who were traveling internationally and then they came down with COVID and ended up having to stay an extra week or two weeks wherever they were in a hotel room. It's not the most ideal thing, but it, it does happen. Um, I, I, so they're getting tested. They're saying positive and we're still saying, okay, I have a good time. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what's going on. Um, really sad to see this. Um, I mean, it's gotten so crazy that California just uh, decided that, uh, your quarantine amount of time you should quarantine if you test positive is one day now. It's like, are you serious? Mm. (laughs) What? What in the world? And they're sending kids back to school in Oakland that are tested positive for Corona. I, I mean, I can't fathom what's going on in, in many aspects of this country right now. Um, boy, the Bad. you sent me the 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 forecast here. We are in. I think is it it once again. If I'm not mistaken, it's the second worst spike in cases since that initial. Horrific one. I believe it was early 2021, correct? It was, uh, yeah, the Omicron, uh, the first introduction of BA1, it was called. Um, yeah, and then that spawned a whole bunch of new variants. BA5, you know, I've always referred to that as the uh, woodpecker on a dry pine. It would not let go. Mm. And that lasted for six months at uh, elevated levels. So, um you can expect more of the same down the line from this uh, new family of uh, variants that came out of the BA286 so, um, mutations. So, <laughs> so your your initial um, assessments were looking at March. Is it still March, or are you thinking it's going to be later in the year, April, May, that before this spike starts coming down? It's um, yeah, it, it, that's what's kind of alarming to me right now, and it's not just my model that's showing this. Um, as we come down from this most recent spike that peaked sometime around January 10th, more than likely, uh, most of our models agree with that, um, what happens is it doesn't bottom out at uh, the levels that we're used to. We're still looking at, uh, you know, in towards the end of uh, early March, right in that time period, of uh, at around 750,000 new infections a day. And to put that in perspective, the very first big wave that we saw um, 
where uh, people were really nervous and uh, raised the alarm was, remember back in uh, 2021, it was about 300,000 a day was our peak back then. So we're even above that. <laughs> Not, kind of and, a lot above that, too. Right, very, more, more than double. So, um, of course, the, the death rate has, has decreased as we learned how to, to deal with the, the virus itself. But, um, boy, we, we can't keep doing this because even in my model simulation, I estimated the new level of uh, uh, COVID, uh, long COVID cases that will result from this wave between now and May at about 11 million people with long COVID. And uh, the economic impacts, the most recent I've seen, is about $3.7 trillion over the next decade. And that's a low-end estimate. I've seen them as high as six. So uh, we, we can't continue this. It's, um, you know, uh, let's design a new, new booster. And, oh, geez, by the time that booster gets in our arms, um, it's outdated. The new variant has popped up that it's not real effective against. So uh, we got to change course. The, and uh, yes, well, the cost—the uh, the costs that you put out there are those worldwide or are this U.S.? Just the U.S. Yes. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's just an alarming, alarming number. And uh, yesterday they had the uh, the health committee met, the Senate health health committee, and. Uh, it was all about long COVID, and for the first time in a long time, the hearing, they actually had to have an overflow room for it. Um, our state state Senator Tina Smith is on there, and she asked a lot of good questions and uh, went into uh, all the problems people are having with insurance companies, recognizing long COVID, and uh, I mean, it's just an absolute mess out there right now, but uh, that meeting was uh, headed by uh, Bernie Sanders, was the chair, and uh, there was a lot of positive uh, outcomes that came out of that. Um, hopefully, it will create a momentum and uh, get the government more involved in just what the heck is going on right now. Your models that you you'd sent me some models, and you know it's it's not the models I wish you'd send me, but you're sending you're sending these models here <laughs> that uh, are, are are somewhat concerning. Uh, you sent me one for Illinois, and it, particularly, I, I was it was a little stunned by the Chicago line because, as you were just saying here, it does not show the Chicago line. It shows the the line you did for Peoria, the, the, the and for Champaign going down by you know mid March, but Chicago doesn't go down at all. It's as a matter of fact, well, it goes down a little bit. And then it kind of levels out and plateaus and stays there. I mean, is, that seems to be the metro areas, it seems like, is that what you're seeing? The metro areas are going to be staying with this on a lot longer scale the, the, with the closer contact with more people? Exactly. Uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area shows a similar trend. And then uh, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to present a bunch of results for other uh, urban centers across the country. And you will see a similar trend that, uh, where they remain kind of as a residual pocket of the infection. And, and eventually that will get back out to the urban or the suburbs and uh, rural areas of, of different states throughout the country. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, as we get the new variants coming in, it's, it, it's going to present a whole n- another, uh, probably a secondary wave, not as big as this one, but 
something similar. Um, so moving forward, we got to we got to get uh, get our act together. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah, and I want to go back to another thing you said is that you know the death rate might not be there. And I think that that's definitely definitely something that's playing into the, the 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 society's psyche that they're just not they're not seeing the danger here. But at the same time, I'm going to counterpoint you there. If we're seeing a spike due to COVID, the weakening of immune systems, and we're seeing a spike in cancer cases in youth, we've talked about the brain issues that have emerged with long COVID, um, the long term respiratory and health conditions we're having with COVID. I, you know, it might not be COVID that takes people out, but I got to believe we're going to start seeing spikes of death here, which might not. I mean, especially for the people who are against the idea of COVID getting blamed for anything, they you know, it might not be the, the first thing listed on the, the death certificate. But, it, you know, COVID is definitely a secondary reason this person has passed away. That's that's right. We're not even bothering to, to count the excess deaths related to the, the COVID virus that uh, is occurring throughout the country. Um, it's, um, it's, it's going to be alarming. I, I mean, it's going to just keep increasing the longer we just let this thing spread and uh, ruin our immune systems, basically. And that every time you get infected, you reinfected, you got a bigger chance of getting long COVID. And I spent hours in, in uh, chat rooms with uh, what we call long haulers, and oh my gosh, you you won't believe the stories and and what some of these people are going through, and it's ruined their relationship, their their family life. They can't can't function. They get they even got to kind of pre predetermine what kind of physical activity they can do that day without complete exhaustion. Uh, it's it's really sad, and it's finally I think with yesterday's hearing starting to get more attention and it's much needed. We need to, to fund the research and do a lot more randomized trials instead of some of these studies are, are kind of useless. So pointing out uh, interesting uh, results and uh, possible complications of post-acute secular. But, um, you know, we need, we need to focus on some treatments for these people. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's really sad. There's, there's probably about 20 million that are sitting there at the, in their house, can't do anything, and can't even go out and socialize. So, yeah, um, and, we got a big job. And we still have idiots making fake shaking videos from the vaccines. There, there's legitimate problems here, and they're just trying to still downplay the, the – I mean, I just can't yeah, – it's, it's hard to say. Last time you and I talked, um, we talked about the worst team-up ever, flu and COVID. Uh, and that that was something that was happening there. Where is that standing at? I mean, are we still seeing? And of course, let's throw in this respiratory disease. Are we seeing the 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 one two possibly a one two three punch still out there causing major havoc? Right, right. Uh, it's it's still out there. Um, it's it's in a declining phase, but it, actually the flu has dropped off quite a bit just recently, but. A, a lot of us are anticipating a, a secondary surge in, in flu cases coming on, and uh, you know we get the kids back in school, and and uh, that kind of feeds us from the bottom up in terms of the influenza and the and the COVID itself. Um, we'll see what happens here in the next few months. But I, it's not a rosy picture by any means. Uh, we got to change course. 
the, the respiratory uh, condition that's going around that's beyond the flu and beyond the COVID, what, what's the status of that right now? Because like I said, I think that, I mean, I especially think from, say, mid-December until early January, that was what was getting a lot of people in this country. Yeah, yeah, the, the just different kinds of pneumonia and things like that. Are, have, uh, and again, it's, we've opened up a gateway to other complications, respiratory complications because of this COVID uh, infection and reinfection that uh, is getting way too prevalent right now. You know, there's there's no FDA-approved treatments for things like long COVID. And, you know, the more people keep getting this stuff, the worse our immune systems become. And uh, in a lot of cases, we don't have any treatment right now for it. So um, it's kind of grim at the moment. It really is. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I've been that way for quite a while here. Oh no! But, uh, you are you are sitting there saying, "For God's sakes, people! I want people to live. I want people to survive. I don't want people getting sick." And the world is ignoring this now. And I, I'm I'm you know I, you say, "Well, I'm glad you're out there doing it." I'm very much aware. I'm pretty much one of the last people that's doing any kind of updates with an expert on this stuff, and it blows my mind because, like I said, I'm going to an airport. I don't need to be a doctor. I can hear, and granted, I think there's some seasonalness to this. I mean, there's the flu and all these things. But we just, two years ago, three years ago, we're in the grips of one of the worst pandemics this country has ever seen, the, one of the worst the world has seen in, in over a century. And people just kind of shrug their shoulders now. It's like, I'm going to go get my chicken wings at the sports bar. And you're like, what? I can understand your frustration because <laughs> you're screaming into the wind at this point. I, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you tend to get beat down sometimes and uh, kind of lose a little mojo. I uh-huh. kind of experienced that, that at the beginning of this month. I was like, oh, boy, should I just give up? I, I, don't. But, no, Dr. Joe. No, don't give up, man. I need you. I need sanity in my life. Oh, for goodness sake. All right. Let's. Okay. So. Uh, if, you know, for God's sakes, if you're taking a flight, wear a mask. I mean, can we just get to that point right now? Go get your vaccines. Go get vaccinated. Uh, you know, if you're diagnosed, stay at home for a few days at least and wear a mask, particularly if you're going to an airport. <laughs> you're spot on with that. I mean, it, and as far as quarantine periods, there's indications that this new one can linger from uh, about 7 to 21 days. And- wow. You're still contagious at that point. So, um, yeah, it, there is a new drug that's a kind of a knockoff of Paxlovid that they have in China now that is reducing the viral loads uh, 30 times after five days. If wow. you start the, taking this drug, yeah, it's, um, well, gosh, I think it's called Semotelvir. I always have problems pronouncing these names. But um, that was... It's interesting to see, and hopefully it will uh, make its way to our shores and and uh, help people out. So if we can reduce that load, just that load of when they're infectious, that is a big deal because then they're not spreading it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I want to briefly mention is testing. We've basically dropped testing, but this is how sensitive it is. If we test at a 0.1% rate, you know, people going into work or at home or whatever, 0.1% of us test, we can significantly 
reduce the uh, the number of infections just by increasing that to 0.11%. We, this peak would have been about two-thirds of what it was if we were still testing at that kind of rate. It seems so small, but just that small thing makes a difference because you test positive, you go into quarantine. You you stay or stay away from people, you know. Um, yeah. Well, and that's so. the case. You test positive, stay at home. Rest up. Uh, by the way, you mentioned that one case where the it's like you know you get at least seven days. I had a friend who could not believe that they were not te- they were tested positive for like ten days, and they finally tested non positive. And it stood out because I haven't heard that in a while, and I'm wondering if they had that variant. I I, I would suspect that's what's going on there. Because wow. and the other thing is, um, a lot of times the tests aren't showing a positive result for uh, for uh, five days. You, you could have it for five days, and the test might not even show it. Wow. Uh, and there's, there is some new test techniques that are out there, and they have yet to be approved by the FDA. But uh, we've got to do something about the testing, too. It's, it's inadequate right now. Doctor, it has to be revamped. Dr. Joe, you're a hero, and I, I, none of people are saying this. You're a hero. The people that work for the Minnesota Department of Health, they're heroes. The doctors, the nurses, they're absolute saints. They're out there. They're trying to fight this. I appreciate what you're doing. I know it's hard to say this as one person, but don't let this get you discouraged because we still need you fighting for us, and I appreciate all you do. Oh, gosh, thank you for the kind words, Matt. And I, I reciprocate because, like you say, you are one of the few people out there that is giving the airwaves a voice of reason on uh, COVID and long COVID. So um, I greatly appreciate what you do, too. Uh, we, we've got a few seconds here. Let's, uh, I, I know you, you are – he texts me. He texts me during T-Wolves games because he's like, did you see that play? And I'm like, okay, Dr. Joe, yeah. I, that's like uh, – they, they were playing well. They just beat Memphis on Thursday. What the hell was with the 9 o'clock local start time last night? <laughs> Yeah, I know. TNT <laughs> finally decides to give us a little airtime, you know. But hey, we're going to penalize you. You got to play two hours later than what you normally hey, do. Hey, kids, who wants to watch the first five minutes? Uh, you know, it's uh, here's here's the great thing for the the T Wolves. If they can keep it together, they they stop getting so loosey goosey. They stop down on their turnovers. Uh, they've got a game at home versus Oklahoma City. That's on Saturday. That's the one tough one. They then have you know Twinkie cupcake. And and ho ho on the schedule is Charlotte, Washington, <laughs> Brooklyn, and San Antonio all line up before we're at Oklahoma City on the on the twenty ninth. If they can hold it together, th- there's a real opportunity for them to put some space between us and Denver and Oklahoma City in in the West. Yeah, we've we've had the toughest schedule, second toughest schedule in the NBA over the first half of the season. So uh, to be where we are is is. Very impressive. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, as long as we stay healthy, I, I have uh, have good uh, outlook on this team, and uh, maybe we can get a champion in Minnesota again. Well, we do have we do have some stretches of just god awful teams we're playing. So, I mean, I think it's looking pretty good. Uh, the second yeah. half of the season, and hopefully, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, will you know Oklahoma City? You think they'll be able to take care of them at home? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a tough game because. Oklahoma City's system, they, you talk about teamwork on offense. Boy, they are really impressive in how they move the ball around. And, uh, you know, Minnesota sometimes kind of freelances and, and then we let, uh, Ant take over and, uh, 
you know, win the game for us. But we we got other guys stepping up at different times too. So it's it's great to see. Conley. You know, yeah, I'm excited, as you can tell. <laughs> Nas, Reed, Nas Reed, my opinion is Nas Reed is the key. If Nas Reed, Nas Reed is so important for this team right now, and if, you know, Gobert is a rebounding machine, Ant's Ant, Cat, if he stays out of foul trouble, but Nas Reed, if he's starting to hit, it's over because I, there's, it just, it eventually gets down the line where there's just no one to cover him. And, and, and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, isn't he fun to watch? And remember yeah. when he went out last year with an injury right before the, or during the playoffs? There, that that crippled us. Uh, um, we we might have beat Denver. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we could have. I think Nas. He he's definitely got to be up in the line for the six man award this year. He's got to be. Uh, yes, I agree. He's starting to get a lot of love now, so it's good to see. The kid deserves it. He's basically undrafted, so we are. Uh, you like like those stories. We are officially the Nas Reed station. All right, that's where, that's where we're at right now. All the rest of these guys are getting a lot of it. We're, Nas, we're on your side, man. Outstanding play. Uh, all right, we'll check in with you in a few weeks. We'll get an update on the T-Wolves then. But, you know, uh, stay safe. Keep, keep uh, you know, in the face of all this of this resistance, just keep your chin up, man, because uh, thank God for you. Thank God for you. All right. Thank you very much, Pat, and I can't wait to talk to you again. You got it. Dr. Joe Eastman, our COVID modeling specialist. Let's take a long break on this one. Come on back. we got a lot to unpack as well. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.